Recorded live. Well, everyone, it's Humanity Matters podcast, and it is actually remembering Bill Cardill, Jilly Billy, and uh, to say that these are not the easiest episodes I've ever done would actually be an understatement. I did make one era on here on the on the podcast. I actually say that it's Humanity Matters Live. Remember, remembers it's supposed to be remembering Bill Cardill, but it shouldn't say Humanity Matters Live because that's my television arm. My media uh, show is on television, so it actually should say Humanity Matters Podcast. Remembering Bill Cardell. But I'll fix that in a wee bit. More importantly, let me tell you that I hope people will come in tonight and tune in. And, you know, a lot of people may start to be over to death. You never know. You know, days have passed, weeks have passed, and lives move quickly. A lot of times it seems we, as family members of anybody, don't even seem to grieve or get to grieve. So we may not get one caller tonight. But let me tell you about Bill Cardill in a second. But let's officially correctly name this episode. It's Humanity Matters Podcast, Remembering Bill Cardill. And hopefully by next week, We will actually have the television show, the television episode, television show episode from Humanity Matters Live, and that will actually be, it's a video, you know, it's an actual series on TV, and that will be uploaded to YouTube and Facebook and Twitter and what have you. But for tonight, this is Humanity Matters Podcast, and it looks like it's episode 600. And 36. Now, just to give you an idea how important Bill Cardill, you, and my television shows and my podcast are, I want you to get an idea. Put this in your head for a minute. I was at least a good nine, ten miles away from home. And I literally rushed home so that I could start this podcast hopefully on time. Now, I actually made it on time, even though I rushed like a wild man. I didn't break laws, but let's just put it this way. I had left this place at about 7.30, and I was able to make it home. But uh, I was a few seconds late. But at any rate, we're going to talk about Bill, but we have somebody from western Pennsylvania I have an idea who it may be, but I'm going to keep that to myself. Hello, you're on the air with Albert Tercasa. We're remembering Bill Cardill. Hello? Hello. So what okay. are your memories of Bill, memories oh, of Bill I'm Cardill? Oh, I remember Bill Cardill. I like, I, I like Bill Cardill. Bill Cardill was my favorite. Okay. He, was, he had scary stuff, but I like the wrestling show better and the... Uh, and MDA stuff, but I didn't like him when he did the scary one with um, 
Godzilla and the baby Godzilla. I hope you remember that one. People out there? Yeah, I don't know if the people out there will remember that, that, but I remember that. Yeah. So you mentioned muscular dystrophy. Yeah. MDA. Yeah. So what do you remember and why was it important? Well, my MDA is uh people in wheelchairs have this MDA stuff. Okay, well, first of all, they're not just people in wheelchairs. There's a lot of people. A lot of people affected from it, and not and then they, the but they take them. They take them so they forget about it. Sometimes they take them to camp, and they do all kinds of stuff, and, and they, they help to get them treatment. Oh, they help them get them treatment, but yeah. Well, but I, mean, they, that, I mean, they had that, a, that, well, a lot of money know. to help them get them treatments. I think Say a wheelchair. I think they had a wheelchair was about a lot of money. The camp itself was a lot of money, but. Okay. Yeah. So what do you think about Bill Cardell and the other people who did all that volunteering? I think they was good. I liked it because they had TV people, I mean, people calling in, like, you know, calling in, donating $10 a dollar, and they put it on TV. Your name would come on TV. And okay. if you do, they'll, 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 they'll not do nothing. Donate a lot of money, I guess you go, you get a golden star. <laughs> Yeah, that was like two hundred and fifty dollars or five hundred dollars yeah, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah but it was I on. That. It was on eleven eleven thirty in the nighttime on Sunday and go off yeah. real late. Yeah, that's true. So Just we're like, remembering Bill Cardell, though. So we had to um, speak about specifically. With reflection to Bill Cardell. So it is about Bill Cardell. He I understand it's about Bill Cardell. But what else did you think about Bill as a person? Well, I mean, I mean, a person. I, uh, I met, I met him in parades and and, and, and in oh, parades, and I seen him down in Bloomfield Italian days. That was a good thing. What was he like? Well, he was like a regular man. I guess funny a, a little man. bit. I guess, I guess a little bit. A regular man. All right. Well, um, he was funny. Okay, yeah, he was funny. But I, I mean, I don't... I mean, Go ahead, say what you're going to say. I don't know. I don't know him personally, personally, but I think he was a good guy. Yeah, he was a very good guy. All right, well, I'm going to go ahead and mute you out for a little bit, and I'm going to tell a couple, a couple of... Um, I wouldn't say stories because they really happen, so interactions. So if you don't mind, get ready. You might want to um, have a tissue. You never know. You might get a little sad. I don't know. You might. So here we go, Pittsburgh and the rest of the globe. All right. Now, I will be bringing the guests from Pittsburgh back on at some point if they stick around. Now, as I was saying earlier, you know, Bill passed a while ago now. It's been about... I guess, almost 13 days. And so, unfortunately, life moves fast on this earth right now. Probably always has. But I need to say some things about Bill before I bring anybody else on here. Things that I did say on the TV show, but other things that I did not. So here we go. 
Now, Chili Billy Cardill, of course, he had been on TV for TV and radio for about forty five, about forty some years, maybe sixty years, between Channel Eleven and WJAS, probably about sixty years, and he had always gone to this new convention that started in the nineties, new in terms of the nineties, called the Monster Bash in Be- in Butler, PA. And he would do his best to be up there for at least a few hours every year. Every year. And I'll tell you, they had other stars or old time stars and you know, from old movies, old classic horror movies. But for me my main reason was to see Bill. And sometimes I like to see the Abbott and Costello uh, imitators and, you know, other acts. I had One year I got to meet Butch Patrick of the Munsters. But my main reason was whenever I knew there was somewhere that Bill was going to be, if I could get there, it was just, that was the reason to go. Now, Bill the Man... Now, a lot of people don't know much about Bill the Man. Even my sister, she had, that was actually my sister Diane that called in. She's still here, by the way. I might bring her on just to say howdy. <laughs> I'll bring, I will be bringing her back on, but let me finish this thought. So, at any rate, Bill the Man, a lot of people didn't know about. Bill the persona, the myth, the, the legend, the icon, pretty much everybody knew. And I got to tell you, Children's Theater was a very special horror movie show. And quite honestly, it helped to save our lives, including Diane's, who either forgot or didn't want to talk about on the TV show and even tonight. But, you know, Children's Theater, there was something about Bill Cardill that made him, I think, one of the best, in fact, probably the best horror host ever. And in the recent obituaries, one thing that was pointed out that I never even thought about all those years, which is kind of weird, but I just never did. Bill Cardill, when he did his horror movie um, show called Chiller Theater, he never once did it in makeup. He wasn't a vampire. He wasn't a werewolf. He wasn't the invisible man. He wasn't any of these things. He wasn't the female version of Elvira or Vampira or any of these things. It was just Bill Cardill. And I'll tell you something else. It worked. It was hilarious. You know, even his Bad jokes, or dry jokes, or whatever you want to call it. There was always something every Saturday night that you could laugh at, sometimes be concerned about, maybe even cry at. But honestly, I like the movies, like, you know, The Invisible Man, The Attack of the Mushroom People, obviously the... Gamera and the Godzillas and the Draculas and the Frankensteins. 
and some of the other ones, but I did not tune in for the movies. I tuned in for the skits and Bill Cardell, Chili Billy. And I'll give you a perfect example. I could not find to this day, I still can't, my old cassette tapes. But way back in the day, instead of MP3s, CD-ROMs, CDs, J, I mean, not JPEGs, but uh, cassettes and all that fun stuff, there used to be something called, well, I mean, not cassettes, but but uh, CDs, MP3s, and that type of stuff. There used to be something called a cassette tape and a tape recorder. Now, they still are in existence today. They're not used that much, but they're in existence. But I'll tell you what we're going to do. I'm going to tell you this story, and then we're going to bring Diane on again. And, Diane, come up with a good story. Because if you don't, <laughs> I might have to mute you again. So you're on the spot, Diane. Start thinking, because you never know when I might unmute you. I could do it like, boing, like that. But, uh, you know, at any rate, every Saturday, once I had this tape recorder, it was a full-size tape recorder, and I don't know how I was able to do it, but I did it. Well, actually, I do know. What I would do, and my mom, sometimes my sister Diane, the one on the phone, would get mad and they'd say, it's too loud, the TV's too loud. So what I would do was I would go over to the TV and I would have this tape recorder on it. It was a huge, it was a very big, big TV. And it was like, it had a wooden, it was like a TV inside of a wooden piece of furniture almost. I don't know, you know, a floor model, I guess is what they used to call it. So at any rate, I would get my tape recorder out. And honestly, the movies were... They were kind of like the filler, and the skits, to me, were the main ingredients. Again, I liked some of those movies. I don't remember them. I wish I could say I remembered their names. But there were some that I really did like a lot. But when the skits came on, I would record Bill's voice and the skits. And one day I hope to find at least one of those cassettes that I do know still exists. I don't know if it's in working order, but it exists. But at any rate, what I would do is I would get this tape recorder, and I wonder if Diane remembers. When we bring her on, I'm going to see if she remembers. But in my house at Hagee Place, is where I used to live, we had like a 25-inch television. That was big back in the day, in the 60s and 70s and 80s and 90s. And it was a Ford model, and it was heavy, and it was, oh my goodness, it was it was a pain in you-know-what. But I would get out my tape recorder, and I had this microphone. And I would just put it up to the the speaker of the television, and I would put the, the television up very, very loud. And my mom, almost all the time, and Diane, and sometimes my sister Rose, but mainly my mom and Diane were crabby about it. They're like, the TV's too loud. <laughs> Sorry, Diane, I call it as I see them. And I would play it. So Bill has always been a big part of my life. But here is where Bill became a superhero personally to myself. And if Diane recalls, 
she should admit that he's a superhero to her. I mean, the reason why I say that is, in January 1981, there was a movie on Tiller Theater, and it was called The Hills Have Eyes. And I told this story earlier this week on the, well, it's not a story, it's an actual event, on the live version, which is Humanity Matters Live, which you can see on Wednesdays at noon Eastern Standard Time on www.pctv.org. Excuse me, PCTV21, the actual 21, PCTV21.org. So I told this on Tuesday, but I'm going to tell it again because really I want you to digest this. What actually happened was we were watching Chiller Theater normal, you know, normal week. And all of a sudden, in the movie The Hills Have Eyes, these cannibalistic people were breaking in and trying to kill whoever was in there, whomever was in there. And just as they were getting ready to break in, my cat, the original baby girl, my cat starts meowing like crazy. Now, she's never meowed like this, and she was literally almost hissing and screaming. And when Chiller was on, you can ask Diane, she might volunteer it, I was a son of a gun crab-ass steroids myself. I was like, shut up, Bill's on. <laughs> kind of rude. And so the cat starts crying and screaming, and I'm like, will you shut the heck up? And there were other words I used. And I got mad at her, because I was like, wait a minute. And I want to say hello to Charles, 8854. But uh, I got mad at her, because here, Theater was on, Bill Carnell was on, and my cat starts screaming. And I'm like, shut up. And then I said to myself, I'm sorry. I have to apologize to the original baby girl. And so I I said to her, I'm sorry, baby. And I, I was talking to my cat. And I said, I'm sorry. And then I said, oh, shit, something's going on. Something must be going on. So now keep this in mind. I was 12 years, keep this in your mind. I'm about 12 years old. And no matter what. Nope, that's not true. I think I was a little bit older than that. But at any rate, I was young. And I'm a short guy now. I'm only five, nine and a half. And at any rate, I was shorter than that. How tall I was was not very tall, and I don't remember what it was. I was about, oh, geez, I guess, I don't know, maybe 16, 17, I don't know, maybe older than I thought. But in any case, I hear my cat freaking out. I figure out something's not right, so I sneak from the living room into the kitchen, and I get out this very large butcher knife or cutting knife. It's a very long knife. And I grab it, and I go to the window where the cat's freaking out. And sure enough, this at the same exact time, on the movie The Hills Have Eyes, or in the movie The Hills Have Eyes, in real life, on that January night in 1981, some guy was trying to break into my house. So I see him on the porch, the back porch. And I freak out on him, and the words that I used, I won't even use here, but suffice to say, Red Fox and Eddie Murphy would have sounded innocent compared to what I was saying. Yeah, the F word and a whole lot of others. So I actually did something really bizarre. 
Don't ask me what made me do it. But I did it. I opened up the door, and I let the mofo in. I said, come on in, mofo. We'll kill you. You'll be all right, you son of a... And I freaked out on this guy. So I bring him into the house, and then I don't know how, because he was a tall guy. He had to be about six, six five, or he was a tall mofo. Somehow I get a hold of him, and I literally throw him off the back porch. Literally get him out of my house and throw him off the back porch. Somehow he survived. He didn't get hurt, supposedly. Or if he did, he was able to get away. So because of watching Chiller Theater that night in January 1981, and because of my cat, the original baby girl, freaking out, we were able to prevent our house from being broken into. Literally, we're able to, I was able to prevent, let's be honest, it was me, our house from being broken into. Now, this guy successfully got in one more time, and I was asleep at the time. And my mother turns on the light, because I used to sleep in the living room. We had a really small house. So we all slept in the living room. And she turns on what we called the big light, the overhead light. We just called it the big light. And she turns it on, and it's like, I don't know, 5.30, 6 a.m. I can't even tell you what time it was. And I'm like, shut the damn light off. And she's like, that guy's in the house. And I'm like, I didn't know what she meant at first. I'm thinking, okay, I don't care. Shut off the dang light. And then she says it again, that guy's in the house. And so me being a smart mouth and tired and grouchy, I'm like, I don't give a F who's in the F house. Shut the F light off. Yes, I actually was that ignorant to my and spoke that way to my mom sometimes. I'm not perfect, ladies and gentlemen. And neither is my sister. At seven years old, she ripped the hair right out of my head for no reason. Don't ask. I don't understand it either. She's not innocent. I'm not innocent. At any rate, here's the, and you're not either, by the way. Nobody on earth is. At any rate. So, my mother keeps saying that the guy's in the house. And I'm like, who gets a damn shut the damn light off? So, finally, I figured it out. And I jump out of bed like Superman. And I grabbed this guy, and guess what? I got him out of the house again. So the point being is this. The guy tried four times, and he successfully got in twice. And my cat, original baby girl, stopped him one time. And if I would have been awake, probably would have stopped him both times. But how does that relate to Bill Cardill? Well, very simple. If I'm not awake... Watching The Hills Have Eyes in 1981, that mofo gets in again without me being able to defend everybody. You have to keep in mind, to me, Bill Cardill is like a third father or brother. Now, I'm not related to Bill Cardill in any way, but let me tell you, it was hard to hear that he's gone. It's still hard today. Maybe nobody else other than his immediate family is having a hard time with it. And, and quite honestly, I don't believe that's the case, but 
maybe people are wondering, well, why would he do another podcast? He just had it on Tuesday. Well, the answer is, I didn't get everything in. Now, Bill Cardill, because of Chiller's Theater, he saved our behind. But I call him a superhero. Why do I call him a superhero? Or Jerry Lewis or anybody else that actually participate, participated in any charity, really, but in MDA. Why do I call Bill and them superhero? It's very simple. They helped to save lives by saving money. I mean, not by saving money, but raising money. Now, does that mean that in our own way, every one of us that donated money are heroic? Yes. It means Diane's a hero. I'm a hero. And anybody that ever donated to help a person. Yes, that's true. But here's the thing. How is it that Jerry and Bill are superheroes? Well, for starters, Bill Cardill stayed up 28, I mean 24 to 48 hours for over 30 years in order to actually do the telethon, telethon in Pittsburgh. Bill Cardill also gave some adults and children some of their last laughs, last last smiles. And quite honestly, I'm sure that he gave some their last laughs. That is the very definition of a superhero. He sacrificed his sleep, his health in a lot of cases. His health. After having had a heart attack and other issues. And yet, did he say no? Did he say, I can no longer help people? I have to think of myself. No. You know what he did? You know what he had done? He got up and kept going. At his own risk of his own life and his own career. That, to me, is a superhero. So now at this time, we're going to bring Diane back on. And I really hope that she has some very powerful words. I want to know how she feels about that night in January. Because the guy wanted to, well, I hate to say this word, but he wanted to rape her. He was after Diane, the one that's on the phone. I want to know what she thinks of Bill Cardell, knowing that because of us watching Chiller that night, and because of our original baby girl, our cat, I was able to stop this mother freaker. I kept it clean. You know what I wanted to say, guys and gals. But I was able to stop him. So I'm gonna bring, I am going to bring Diane on, and I want to hear what she has to say. You're on the air with Albert Tricasso. Okay, I, I I didn't know about this one, but you know I heard it again on. You don't remember that night. I guess so, but I don't know if that was that scary movie there, but maybe it, it was. It was that scary movie. It was The Hills Have Eyes. I will never Well, what did you do? It. You couldn't you just pick up the guy and throw him out? That's exactly what I, I did. I didn't pick I him up in pick. terms of like, like John Cena would, but I picked him up a little bit and I threw him out, yes. Okay. All because of Bill Cardell and the You should have called the police, really. We did afterward. Can't you remember anything? No, not really. <laughs> 
Oh, my goodness, ladies and gentlemen, she doesn't even remember pulling out my hair at the age of seven years old for no good reason. Do you remember that? Do you remember that? Do you remember that one? No. Oh, you don't remember when you made my my, my head, my skull bleed, and I'm still bald from it. Oh, I know. Do you remember that one, Diane? I remember that one, but I don't know. Oh, you remember that one? I want to know why you did it, Diane. Confess to the world. Why'd you do it, Diane? I didn't do nothing. I'm at the window sitting on my butt. You get mad at Mom and Dad, and you pull my hair out. I want to know why you did that, Diane. I don't know why I did that. Maybe Mom and Dad made me mad or something. I can't remember that far back. That ain't right. Why would you pick on me just because you was mad at mom and dad? I was just sitting there. Damn. Uh, I guess like uh, like anything mm-hmm. else, if your people uh, oh, ain't it true oh, if people's God. in the way, oh, the first person, people's in the way. Oh, you know what I mean? Is. You know what I mean? No, I don't know what you mean. My hair <laughs> don't know what you mean either. Well, you know, if somebody. I mean. You know what I mean. If somebody, I wonder what Bill Cardell would have thought about you pulling my hair out. He probably would have laughed and then gave you a dirty look. Well, maybe he would have laughed and maybe he wouldn't. He wouldn't say maybe, anything. Maybe he, he would have been like, Diane, what's wrong with you? Oh, I don't think he would have said anything because he knows uh, what I mean. He didn't really know us. Bill's a good man. But what he do you can, think about how Chiller Theater saved your butt? Well, that was good. That was good? That's all you can say? That was good. <laughs> That's all you we, can say. We that was good. We was all downstairs. Like, I mean, first, they, they taste good. We was uh, all downstairs watching children and falling asleep. But I don't guess. you realize how important that was? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now do you see why? But other than that, that didn't help because he came again. <laughs> what? He came again. Didn't you say he you came again? You can't say that that didn't help. Well, yes, it I did mean, help. I mean, mean if it came back. Shape. He might have came back, but it still helped. I think it's still Daddy Stewart. Do you remember that? We're, we're talking about Bill Cardell here, not about Well, I mean, I mean that same guy. No, no, no. I'll put that mute button on. All right, that I'll same guy. I'll put it on. Take it back. All right, Bill, I'll take it back. All right. The jury will disregard that that comment. <laughs> so, um, I, Diane. Yeah. Do you agree that being that he put his own life on the line to continue MDA, as did Jerry Lewis, do you yeah. agree that they're heroes? Oh, yeah. How do you but, feel about them as a person? Well, I'm... Who, you're talking about Bill Cordell? I'm talking I'm, about Bill and Jerry Lewis. Well, Jerry Lewis was, di- was different because he had a partner named D. Martin. I'm talking about with the telethon, Diane, not that part I mean, of it. I mean, they both did good. They 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 collect the money because that's that was their charities. That was their and favorite charity. And when they charity. collected money, they saved lives. Do you they get that? They saved lives. They saved lives, and then some of them kids, some of them kids got to go on and be like a. I forget what they was. Wasn't they a bass a special oh, they guest? They had specialized MDA camps. They had Do you want to hear camps? some interesting well, wait a minute. Wasn't they like special kids, too? They came on and they they said, then they talked to Jerry Lewis, especially Jerry Lewis' people, uh, children, came on and, and said the next guest would be um, Dee Martin or mm-hmm. whoever it was yeah. on th- that show. Yeah. And they had every man doing the same thing. Right. Yeah, he was yeah but they all, I that. mean, they got to let the kids speak for next guest is mm-hmm. juggling acts or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, but and I mean, they let that. the kids do things not to think about what they had. 
Right. But they sent. Oh, we're going to talk about Bill. Gates, they sent so. us to camp, though. Yeah. What else you want to say? And, uh, and the Pittsburgh money, the Pittsburgh money stayed in our backyard, and uh, the Las, Las Vegas money. I bet you didn't realize this, but Pittsburgh. Year after year, raise the most money locally. We beat out New York almost every year. New York. We actually beat out every other city other than Vegas with Jerry Lewis. So Bill was the number two earner. He helped to be the number two earner all those years. How did you know this? Well, I found out. I have sources. I mean, here's a question for you, Al. Okay, make it snappy. Does 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 a daughter know your did this tonight, or, did, or he, she didn't know this? I don't right? know. If she knows this. She knows. But you, you did get permission for the TV show. Yeah, I got permission. But she, you didn't. Uh, she doesn't. You think getting the? Well, you think the the daughter don't know this one, huh? The daughter is taking it really hard. I feel bad for Lori, but but she needs. But she's to on know Facebook. That, I think she needs pictures. to know that her dad's in heaven, and she'll see him again someday. And Bill will help her get through this, believe it or not. Yeah. But I need you to give me your final comments for now because I'm going to tell a couple more stories that's important. Final that. comments? Is... Well, what's your final comments with regards to how you feel about Bill Cardell? What does he mean to you? What does he mean? I mean, he was a human being just like you are. But what does just he like mean? Did you have any special... I, I like I said I liked what I I I mean I I mean I didn't I mean I liked Chiller I but I didn't like that one you talked about. You well, didn't save our lives. I mean I didn't like that one. Well, it, it happened, Diane. It's life. It happened. Yeah, but I like the Garzilla ones. And yeah, that 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 yeah. little Garzilla guy. He blow that little circle smoke. Mm-hmm. Did you see that one? I believe so. Too bad they don't have them on anymore, huh? That would be a trimming to... They should, well, you Channel know, without Bill, it wouldn't you be call, right. You should call up and say, have a trivia to Bill Cordell and say, play some children movies. Oh, we're working on that one, believe that. Yeah. And, matter and, of fact, I'm going to go ahead and do some talking now, so hang in yeah. there. Oh, yeah. and Diane, get ready to do some homework. <laughs> I don't know why she's laughing. She doesn't realize I'm serious. Well, now, Pittsburgh... And people around the globe. If you ever watch Chiller Theater or Chili Billy, or if you remember WJAS, or you remember Studio Wrestling, and maybe you used to live in Pittsburgh and you're somewhere else on the planet, I have a job for you. I want you to get in touch with the correct people in the city of Pittsburgh. You start by calling the mayor of Pittsburgh's office at 412. Two two excuse me two five five two six two one before five o'clock Eastern Standard Time Monday through Friday. Ask them what division, what department, and what is the person's name, real phone number, physical address, and email address to get in touch with them, and we want to petition the city to get a permanent plaque for Bill Cardell. That's number one. We want the city to rename a street permanently. That's number two. And we want a parade and a Bill Cardell day and night. A Bill Cardell day and night 
all the way to midnight, night, at Bill Cardill day and night by the city, and, of course, a parade. Now, we want all of this done before August the 2nd, 2018. Before August the 2nd, 2018. So I want Diane and every human being that ever hears this podcast to get with it. So to get with it, get us a recognition from the city, a plaque, a street renamed, and, of course, a statue would be nice. A statue would be really nice, but at least a plaque, a street renamed, and a parade. Now, with regards to WIIC, which is now WPXI, and the radio station, WJAS, we want them to have a plaque or rename a building or a wing of a building in his in his name. And you can reach Channel 11 to tell them what you want. Be kind, be ethical, be peaceful, and be nice. And you can reach them Monday through Friday up to 5 p.m. Area code is 412-237-237. 1100. So, what I need from you, and I got some other people in Pennsylvania. Let's open up the lines here. Hello? You're on the air. Well, I think you're on the air. Come on. Uh, you should be on the air. We're having a little bit of technical difficulty with you. Uh, what am I? Talk to you. Let me try. Okay. Now, we should have everybody on the air. Could somebody say something? Hello? Hello? This okay. is Rose, Rose Schilling. All right, let me see. Okay, start talking, Rose. Let me see who I have. Okay, All this right, is Rose got... Schilling. Can okay. you hear me now? I can, and I'm not doing the Verizon commercial. All right, <laughs> so let me finish, Rose, before we have you speak. And I don't mean barking. I mean talking. So what we want the city of Pittsburgh to do is to have a day and a night, a parade, a street named, and some type of... monument or marker. What we want from Channel 11 and WJAS is for them to create a wing or dedicate a part of their stations to Bill's name. And we also want something else from WPXI. Something rather special. And that is we would like them to have a Bill Cardill Remembrance Memorial, with all the materials that they do have from his Weatherman days, Studio Wrestling days, and Chiller days. Now, they may not have a whole lot, but they can still do something. So here's the number to call Channel 11. Be nice, be ethical, be peaceful. And Monday through Friday up to 5 p.m., you dial 412 Three seven one one one. I mean, excuse me, zero zero. Now, with the city of Pittsburgh, again, we want a street, a day and a night, a parade, and some kind of a marker by two years from August the second. That's right. So by August the second, two thousand eighteen or twenty eighteen, we want this done by then. 
So we need you to call the mayor's office at 412-255-2621. Tell them you need to know the procedures, who to contact throughout the city, what their numbers are, their websites are, their forms are, their email addresses, and their real addresses. And Pittsburgh and people around the globe that like Chili Billy, we need to get rocking and rolling. Now, you might think this is only because I like Bill from Chiller Theater. You might think I, it's only because I like him from WJAS or Studio Wrestling or the MDA Telethon or any of those things. But you have to understand there's a lot more to it than that. As I said earlier, he helped to save my sister's life. That would be Diane. And frankly, he saved my Now, he didn't know it, but he did. Which I'll get into after we speak to Rose. We're almost ready for Rose. Now, one thing I want to say is, after we speak to Rose, I'm going to tell you about a couple other things, including the script that he had given me. Yes, Bill Cardell gave me a script. And unfortunately, what happened to it? So now we're going to go ahead and get Miss Rose on here to speak about her memories and why Bill matters to her. You're on the air with Albert Tercasso. Okay. Again, this is Rose Schilling, uh, Diane and Albert Tercasso's middle sister. And my memories is almost the same as probably everybody else. um, I did watch them on Chiller Theater. I watched them on the... I I watched them on the studio wrestling, and I also like when he actually introduced someone and has my name. They call her Ringside Rosie. I like that. (laughs) He made that up, and now they call me that at work, where I work at. I won't mention the place. But, um, and I heard him on the radio at WJAS at 10 (laughs) o'clock. I wasn't at work or at home when I heard it. I was in some little coffee shop when I actually heard that. Okay. And I would listen to it on there. And sometimes where I used to work, we had it on for the uh, residents at my other place where I used to work. And I also seen him down at Little Italy Days in person. So I got to meet him. And he was a very nice guy to meet. And um, I enjoyed talking to him when I was able to talk to him, and I and I enjoyed watching him when I was able to watch him on the TV back in the back in the days. Yes, he did scare me sometimes, but not him, but his movies. <laughs> but I enjoyed watching him, and hate to say this, but I fall asleep on him myself. <laughs> Yeah, well, that was no surprise. You're not the only one that fell asleep on him, trust me. And I did not understand when you said he helped Diane, but it's up to you. Well, I spoke to him, spoke about that earlier, but I can just fill you in. One night in January 1981, we were watching a chiller theater, and they had a movie called The Hills Have Eyes. And right when they were breaking in in the movie, all of a sudden, the original baby girl started screaming, freaking out, and I kind of cussed her out because you know how I got crabby whenever 
my show was on, and all of a sudden I went, snuck into the kitchen, and I found out that some guy was trying to break into our house. So had we not been watching Chiller that night, and an original baby girl didn't freak out, uh, this guy would have successfully broke in, and he wanted to hurt and rape Diane. That's what it comes down to. So Bill actually saved my life, Mom's life, and Diane's life indirectly. And so did original baby girl, so i got to give her props. She was a very special cat, to say the least. Very okay. special. Well, Bill Cardell didn't actually say, you yes, watched he did, it, that means he, well, by he you guys watching did. it, you right. were still up and but caught, it still caught was, the guy. But it was still Bill Cardell, because if it wasn't for me watching him, we wouldn't have been up, and then you know what would have happened. Oh, and the other thing I want to say, I do agree with you guys about saying we should do like a statue or a parade. Right. But um, I don't know if you watched this, Al, but when he did pass away, Channel 11 did put his memories of, and they showed Chiller, and they showed... Um, well, I will comment studio on Studio wrestling and stuff like that. They did right. show all that, and but, Ron Jay was on, and he talked, and San Martino was on, and he right. talked. But there was they only did a little about bit 10 of minutes. that. It was only about 10 minutes or 20 minutes. That wasn't enough time. They should okay, have and, a, oh, a, and I do an remember. I do remember going to the studio or seeing him when we did the... Uh, Muscular dystrophy and, and right. donated money. And by the way, so you know, and so your fans all know, and everybody listening, I did mm-hmm. donate some money. I won't say the amount, but I did donate in, in memory of him when he passed away. Okay. About a week well, ago. Well, I was doing that myself, and uh, I and have I, some breaking news to tell you about MDA. You ready? Go ahead, I'm listening. I I haven't gotten a chance to read the article yet because I've been so busy with these podcasts. But apparently they found one of the genes that causes MDA, which could very well lead to a cure. So all those years of Bill and Jerry Lewis and everybody that, did the telethon, had done the telethon, and people that donated, like myself and you, and Diane. Mom. Our efforts. Mom. Maeve and Mom. Yes, Mom. And, and all of our efforts are finally starting to pay off. It looks like they may very well end up finding a way to cure this. So I have to thank the spirit and soul of Bill Cardell and also everybody that ever helped. And to me, let me um, do a sidebar, even though I don't drink. To me, helping people is what Bill had done. He was a great humanitarian. The funny thing about it is, even though he showed scary movies, he was one of the nicest humanitarians I've ever met. But, you know, when a person donates money, like Rose has, and I have in the past and will again. And Diane, too. I just hope she don't pull anybody's hair out. But at any rate, that's another story. Um, But in seriousness, when you do these things, you're helping another spirit, another soul. 
and you're doing what I believe is the right thing. So for me, Bill Cardill and his spirit will always be a hero and always be heroic. And I don't think that there's a person on the planet that can convince me otherwise because if we look at Bill Cardill as the human for a minute, think about what he did, what he had done. Even after getting sick with his heart, he still helped others. Even when I know he was exhausted, if he saw a fan, he made time for that fan, and he made that fan feel like feel like you were his best friend. And I know this because I've experienced it. So for me, the spirit and soul of Bill Cardell, I hope he's having fun in heaven. I don't want him to just rest. I want him to have fun, excuse me. And I mean fun. I mean whatever he wants to do. And I believe he might be up there hanging out with Elvis and a few other people um, and whoever he wants to be with. But I have to say, yes, there is a paradise. Yes, there is a heaven. And guess what? Bill Cardillo is hanging out there. He may be resting. I don't know. But he's doing something. With that, I am going to bring on Diane, and I want Diane to ask Rose a question. And then regarding Bill, Diane, Bill, remember, Bill Cardill only. And then after Diane asks Rose a question, Diane has to be quiet to let Rose answer. And then Rose is going to ask Diane a question. So come up with a question. Here we go, Pittsburgh. Uh-oh. Ladies and gentlemen, brace yourself. Okay. Diane is on the air. Okay, Rose. Um, what What did you like about Bill? Did you like about the, the, the telephone, the chill stuff, or the, well, Diane, or no, the water I, he did, or whatever? I like, I like I mean, all the stuff he did. And to add one thing about one of his movies, I always would joke about one of his movies he did, Attack of the Mushroom People, and I always would tell people that I eat mushrooms, I would turn into one, but I know it was only a movie, and I just wanted to throw that out. And I liked, uh, like I said, I liked studio wrestling, because he talked to the audience, and and he also... um, Talked to some of the wrestlers, and then to throw one other wrestler out, I said Sal Martino. Uh, everybody should remember Dominica Danucci. Okay, Diane, now my question is to you. I know you watch Chiller Theater, and I know you watch the studio wrestling. Other than those two, what else did you like about Bill Cardell? Well, when he invited people up on the, at the studio when the, he had the Halloween stuff, and our brother Al went up there and 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 did the uh, Dracula, and he won. Uh, well, again. I didn't. Well, actually, I think I didn't it was win, and I, wasn't, I didn't win, and I wasn't Dracula. But well, it was King Kong. Okay. <laughs> but I said other than Chiller Theaters and. <laughs> Was it was you, King Kong? I asked you what you like about the pro Bill Cardell, other than Chiller, but you brought up Chiller, but that's okay. <laughs> well, I like I like when he 
I, I mean the telephone because he raised money for for the people in wheelchairs. Okay, well keep going, Diane. Talking, I mean Rose. Go ahead, keep going, Diane. Well, I mean I like that, I mean, especially when we watch the the wrestling because we still watch okay. wrestling. All I right, think well, I think when we watch wrestling, we still watch wrestling for our age now. I'm not saying our ages or nothing. And we still watch it. We're still glued to it. Like, well, like I glue. lie about my like age. I'm the oldest like, one. Like glue. We're like glued to it. Ain't yeah. you all glued to it? Ain't you glued to it? I didn't right? know Diane was on the other line. I didn't know you could do that. Oh, you'd be surprised what we can do with our podcast. We can I'm have still up to over there. How would you? How can you? How can I answer a question? I answered your question if I'm not on. <laughs> I know you're on, oh, Mia. All right. Well, listen. Now hey, pay we, attention, people. We're paying now, attention. Now, now I'm going to tell. How you think about it, tell, About this show. Okay. You can ask her off off the thingy, Diane, when you talk to her on the phone. Okay. Now listen up. Here we go. We're gonna we're gonna learn about the Halloween uh, guest business that I was on. And don't hang I'm up. I'm going to mute everybody, but don't hang up. I'll be back. Uh-oh, I sound like Arnold Schwarzenegger. You said don't hang up. Don't hang up. Just listen. Oi, oi, oi. any rate, that was Diane and Rose, everybody. America, that was Rose and Diane. Oh, thank goodness Rose didn't call me Turk. I can't stand what she does. If she did, I was going to announce her nickname. <laughs> and it starts with the letter R, but it's not Rose. <laughs> yeah, that's my little maniacal laugh. Sorry, I'm not maniacal, but I have a fake campy laugh. All right, now, the Chiller Theater Halloween guest incident. All right, not really an incident. Okay, here's what's the real deal. Back in the late, Late in the women, early 80s, and before, Bill would have people come up to Chiller Theater. And this is when he had the Chiller Theater family. And you would have to go to a Halloween contest, and if you won, if you won. Now, this is key. Pay attention very carefully when I say, if you won, you were invited up to be appearing on Chiller Theater. Okay? So remember, I said, if. You won. Well, I go up to Penn Hills, and at the time there was a drugstore called Castle Drug. Imagine that. He had the horror Chiller Theater Castle, and it was a Castle Drug. Can't imagine why they had him there. Of course that's why. Anyway, Castle Drug in Penn Hills, and they had this Halloween contest. Well, I go up there, and seemed like people liked it and what have you, but I did not win the contest, which means I could not go up and be a guest on Chiller Theater. So pay close attention. I could not. But yet, I ended up as a Halloween guest on Chiller Theater. Not only did I end up as a Halloween guest on Chiller Theater once, but three times. Now, what happened was they filmed three episodes that night. So you're probably wondering, wait a minute, didn't you say you had to win? Exactly. Well, this is the man that I call a hero. Bill came over to me a little bit after the contest. I don't know if I was crying or I was upset or I don't know why. I can't answer 
for Bill, his spirit could someday, but I can't. And no matter what I would say, I couldn't tell you, but all of a sudden, Bill comes over, and he invites me up. And let me tell you, I always loved Chiller Theater, just because I, I love Bill. I looked at him as a funny guy and kind of like an uncle, and he put me, he actually saved my life in more ways than one, which we will get into at the next segment. But uh, he invited me up. I got to tell you what that felt like and why I still, yes, I'm taking this hard. Maybe not tonight, but believe me, it hurts. I know how Lori's feeling. I know how her family's feeling. I know how I felt when I lost my biological dad. I know how I felt when I lost Elle, my second dad, and my mother. And I lost my mother and, and Diana Rose, who are on here. We all lost her to a son of a a killer called cancer. And we lost Bill to cancer. So, yeah, I know how Lori feels because I feel in a large way the same way. But let me say this. Bill came over and he invited me up to be on Tiller Theater. And to a guy who, a kid, teenager, that that was the show. That was like, it was just like being, almost like meeting a movie star. And to be invited up was just, it was almost like you felt like you won the lottery. And when I got on that set, at first we were in the Channel 11 studio, which was WPXI at the time. It still is. And we kind of had a meet and greet. And I think, to be quite honest with you, there was kind of like another selection process of almost like another mini contest, to be honest with you. And I don't recall if I won that or not. But what I do know is this. I was one of the very few chosen. I think there was about four or five of us out of over like 25 people or more. So, yeah, Bill was special. And somehow, for some reason, I got on Chiller Theater. Let me tell you how special that was. It was so special, it left a mark on me, a permanent one, one that even at the age in this lifetime, I'm 52 years old and I cannot forget this. I forgot a lot of stuff in my life, trust me. My sisters and I, and and that's been places I can't remember. They'll say to me every now and then, they'll say, oh, remember that place? I'm like, no. It's like my life moves so fast, it's almost like I forget too much. And, yes, I've been to the doctors to check, and I'm good, supposedly. But my point is I've never forgotten anything with regards to being on Chiller. So let me tell you the story even further. I go on Chiller. I get selected out of these people. We're there for three times. Now, keep in mind, number one, it's like Bill Cardell was a superstar to me. And to a lot of people, I might add, but um, especially to a young kid. Now, I've never been on TV in my life, so it was kind of a funny thing. At one point, we're getting ready to end the, the episode, 
And Bill wanted everybody that was a monster. There was the Bride of Frankenstein. There was regular Frankenstein. I think there was a Dracula. And then I was there, the vampire after a nuclear disaster. So he wanted everybody to kind of make a scary face or something. And I was so scared, or not really scared, but not paying attention or kind of like, I don't know, frozen. Well, bottom line is I never really started to move and and know that he was trying to get my attention. I didn't even know. So it was kind of funny because for years I had this video, and in the very end I caught on and I started moving my eyes. I don't know if my sisters remember that, but that was my first quote-unquote gig, I guess you could say. Now, let me tell you, before we get to Rose and other things, it's because of him that I got into acting. I decided I got the, the bug after that, or I hate to say the bug, but the acting desire. And then eventually I got into being a talk show host, and Still today, as evidenced by the fact that I'm doing a podcast, even though it's only audio, all of this happened because of Bill Cardell. All of this happened because of him being who he is. Now, I'm going to bring Rose on and Diane. And I'm going to say some things that's going to be sad Hard to deal with for Diane and Rose, possibly. But they need to be said, and they will be said. So first, I'm going to warn them. I'm going to speak about our dad being killed. I'm going to mention the B word. And I'm going to explain what happened to me afterward and how he actually, Chiller Theater, kept me from going insane. So... Bill is more to me than just the guy that was on TV. With that, I'm going to bring on both Diane and Rose. Don't both speak at the same time or you'll sound like you're going, that's Rose and that's Diane. Are we on? I can't believe you did that. Are we on? There goes Diane. That's Diane Carmella for you. All right, Rose, keep going. No, I was just going to say, I know... How you won, I was going to say, I know how you won that contest, or I know I how you win. got on Chiller Theater. But I made up my own, my own decision how you did it. You came as yourself. Oh, you're a smart-ass you, you, you didn't wear a costume. You just oh, you came as yourself. Do you really want you me to show everybody your, your bald head, and that's why oh, he felt oh, sorry okay. for you. He said... Oh, I'm oh, sorry. Okay. You have that oh. bald head there, so I'm okay. putting you on. I guess you want me to say your nickname, huh? Is that what you just asked <laughs> I'm me I'm putting you on there, son. Okay? I'm All putting right, you everybody. on because now, of your everybody. fucking head. Okay, 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 everybody, listen. Now, remember, <laughs> if you see Rose in Pittsburgh, she is a woman in her 50s, late 50s, black hair, short, <laughs> and she goes by the name of Rose Schilling. But the real name is Rogi, 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 Just go up and call her Rogi. Call Rogi Forty Eyes Shilling. <laughs> I told you not to mess with me, girl. Too bad. Too bad I don't know what I look like. Well, I'll tell them what you look like, and I'll even tell them you sometimes where you work. Oh no, you did. She 
Loki. in a place where there's some people. And if you don't watch it, we'll make you get a steeple. I'm kidding. All right, so if she wants to play with me, play around, giving me a hard time. Okay, so remember, she's about five foot six, weighing <laughs> roughly about a hundred and twenty-six pounds, maybe a little bit more. She is, I believe, sixty years old. I could be wrong on the one that one, and um, got short hair, and it's black, and She's um, crabby. <laughs> uh, and, and her name is not Rose Schilling. It's actually Rogie Forty Eyes Schilling. And now back to <laughs> Diane. No, and now back to Rogie. So go ahead, Hoagie, Rogie. Rogie, he's a hoagie. Go ahead, Hoagie. Rogie, Rogie. No, all token aside, yeah. Um, aside where? What? Left side? What side is it on? The left side or the right side? That's okay. You said all joking aside. Which side? Don't really, really uh, side. 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 Um, side of what? All right, now. Wait a minute. Like what said, side? Wait a minute. Time uh, out. Time out. Time I know out. Diane should have went on that program, too, dressing for herself, too. Oh, no, you did. You should have went on dressing yourself. <laughs> you should have went on dressing as Rogie. I what did. did be, what, with I the did. forty eyes? Did you go on with the forty eyes? Yeah, oh, I was. I was, the, I was just the woman of all the eyes. Well, <laughs> first of all, the reason why she got the name Forty Eyes, ladies and gentlemen, is we're at Kennywood, and I'm on what Kennywood was a is an amusement park that has amusements like roller coasters and whatever, and I'm in in this ride, and it's above her. I'm trying to get her attention. I said, well. Yeah, wasn't in the ride. He was on the ride. <laughs> I was on the ride, in the ride. <laughs> Don't interrupt me or I'll mute your ass. And early. then Al rides on the bus. I did not ride on the bus. I would be like, help me, please. I ride in the bus, in the bus, in the bus. All right, you was in the ride. And so I was you in the ride. I'm over there, right? She's she looking like she's drunk and not answering me. So I, 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 I said, Rose, I said, Rose, and she was almost like she was drunk. She didn't look up. So I go, Rose again, and she didn't look up. So finally I said, hey, four eyes, and she didn't look up. So I come around because you had to go around the circle. It was like a merry-go-round. It wasn't a merry-go-round, but it kept going in a circular motion. Next time I go around, I said, oh, okay, she ain't going to answer for Rose. She ain't going to answer for four eyes. So F it. So I yell out real loud, hey, 40 eyes. And she looked up, ladies and gentlemen. So that's why she, her name is 40 eyes and Rogie. And I don't Rogie. know why it's Rogie, but it, take, it rhymes with Hoagie. And she shouldn't be calling me Turk because if she does, she's a jerk. Okay. <laughs> and now if you don't like it, I got to say you'll be crying. Because watch out, ladies and gentlemen, because here comes Diane. Okay. Am I on now? Yeah, I'm on now, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and you better talk about Bill or I'm going to mute you. All <laughs> right. All right. I, I did talk. All right. Bill. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, what? <laughs> Bill was a good guy. He did all that stuff. You already said Bill was a good guy. Well, he was, he, uh, he yeah, made a lot of, I mean, he made, I mean, he made people not. happy, but I think he came up to people and asked about the family, too, I think. Well, yeah, he asked about their family. What do you think he was going to do, ask about cheeseburgers? Well, he might have said for 40 eyes. <laughs> oh, boy. Now, don't you start. Eyes. He don't might you said, start. He hey, might, you don't have might, a right to call he her might 40 eyes. Hater. He might have said, boy, the rail. <laughs> oh, you 
you, you, know, you better watch your stuff. I'm getting another call. All right. Well, we'll talk to you later if you want to get that call. I don't know who it is. Well, then don't answer it, silly. Oh, yeah. I got to answer this. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, my goodness. I don't know who it is. Okay, yeah, I do know who it is. Yeah. All right. Well, um. Yeah. So. She might call Do you back. agree that they need to do something at Channel 11? Oh, yeah, I do. But, you know, I guess you need to talk to the, I don't know. It's not me that needs to talk to them. It's all of us. That means all you, of too. Us. Well, wait, so maybe number to here's, call here's, what, here's what you should do, Al. Can you Keep hear me now? Diane. Not oh. me, but all of us. All of us, we should get a petition. That's what we need to do. So okay. could you get on that one and you learn how to do it, Diane? I don't know how to do it, but Learn, Diane. Go to a library and talk to Patty. Get it done. <laughs> Patty doesn't. Oh, okay. Get it done. All right, I'll get well, a petition. I'll you're so mean, you might pull their hair out. Maybe so. Crap. <laughs> yeah, I should pull people's hair out. You should not. Behave yourself. <laughs> you wouldn't like to hear that. No, Bill wouldn't like that. I'm sorry, Bill. I'm sorry, Mom. I'm sorry, Dad. You better Dad. say this the spirit and soul of Bill. You I'm sorry, Jesus, that. also. I wouldn't like to pull All people. right. Now, we have to, to say to, Jesus. I need to because get he, back he, to seriousness. He, he, made, he made Bill. He made okay. all of us. Okay, listen to me. i got to get back to seriousness now. So say one thing or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit the mute, you know, so say your last things. All right. What do you want me to say now? Well, first of all, what is the number to call Channel 11? I want to see if you were paying attention. Oh, I know it. 412-237-1100. And you got to call by 5 p.m. Tell you got to call by 5 p.m. What days of the week? Monday through Friday. All right. What do you tell me for? Tell the audience. Okay, audience. Can you hear me now? Oh, don't you start with that again. Well, I don't know who's really out here. All Nobody right. else is saying anything. Rose well, hanged up. Anybody well, at any rate, I'm going to tell the sad stuff now. Are you ready for it? I guess so. All right, I'm going to mute you now. Oh, I guess not. Hello? You're back? Hello? Hello? You're back. I thought you had a call. I did. The well, phone called me back. Oh, you told him to call you back. All right, no. are you ready for the sad... Uh, I'm not... You ready for the deep story about Dad and everything? You ready for it? Go ahead. I'll be serious this time. Well, I mean, I want you to listen in. I've been muting it. Well, you, I can leave. I'll unmute it, and then I'll unmute you after, I, after I'm after i done. I want to ask you how you feel about it all. And I'll be asking Diane, too. Now, be serious, Diane. All right, hold on. So, everybody, listen. I say Bill's a superhero. Of course he is. He saved a lot of lives by helping to raise money. And I said he saved my, saved my life more than once. All right, we have the incident that happened January 1981. But how else did he save my life? How did he keep me from going crazy? He didn't know me. So how could that happen? Well, it's very simple. Watching him on Chiller Theater, watching him as a weatherman or whatever, or or sometimes every now and then listening to J.A.S., or just every time I would hear his voice on any commercials. He used to do a commercial for a drapery company. And, you know, I don't like commercials. But any time there was a commercial, I don't care if he was talking about eating French fries. I heard Bill Bill's voice, and it was like, oh, I'm listening. 
So I remember he used to do the Latina drapery commercials. And for a while, he was even doing some of the Latina drapery commercials actually on Channel 11 for a while, at least in years past. But he would come on with the Latina drapery commercials and other ones. But that's the one for some reason I just remember. I don't remember the commercial, but I do remember the name. And so you might say, well, okay, well, you listen to him, but how would that keep you sane? Well, this is what you need to know. You need to know about 1976, even before the incident that happened in 1981. You see, in 1976, one night, my father, my mother, my two sisters, you know, Krabby Diane and Rogie Rose. Ro- Rose Rogie, 40 eye Schilling. <laughs> All right, Rose Schilling. Rose Schilling. And uh, so we're going to go to this Eaton Park on a place called Bigelow, I mean, excuse me, Washington Boulevard. Well, first of all, I'm the... I'm the first person ever in my immediate family to actually drive. And my sister Rose did take some lessons, but she just decided not to drive for whatever reason. I was the first person that ever drove. So back in 1976, when my dad was alive, my biological father, we decided to go out. So we had to get in a bus. Well, the bus didn't take us all the way where we needed to go. In fact, I don't think there was any bus that did. There may have been, but I don't know. At any rate, my dad and all of us had to get across the street, but there wasn't any light. And my dad decided to cross the street in the middle of the area, which wasn't smart or safe. But at any rate, in 1976, I was like, I wanted to go with my dad, and my dad was was his friend, or so-called friend, Richard. They go across the street, and a drunk driver with a very small Volkswagen VW, I'm talking about the old Beetle, really small car. I believe it was solid white, or it certainly looked white. Um, it hits them. And they had gone up in the air probably 9 to 10 feet. And my dad was not as heavy or as tall as Richard. And Richard, I believe, may have fallen on him, but I'm not sure. It was I was 12 years old. Well, at any rate, my dad pretty much died in front of my face, Diane's face, my mother's face, and Rose's face at the age of 12 years old for me. And, yes, it was filled with blood, just like in the horror movies, only it was real. So my dad dies the next day. I think it might have been around September the 4th, September the 5th. One of them can correct me. Somewhere around that time in 1976. So I just witnessed my dad dying, as they did too. But then, not long after that, the city and state of Pennsylvania decides to take me away from my family and puts me in what they called McIntyre Shelter. Because I was being abused by my mother, 
and neglected by my mother because I wasn't going to school. Except I was not being abused by my mother or neglected. I had quit going to school simply because I was getting physically beat up every single day. We're talking the worst of the worst. So, at any rate, so I just witnessed my dad getting killed, and then the state rips me from my family, Rose, Diane, and my mother. Now, they put me in the Zillion Opal. I mean, excuse me, McIntyre Shelter. And I'm there for a while, and I get some visits when I'm there. And Actually, I met one of my first girlfriends, and we won't talk about that business. <laughs> we won't talk about that. That will stay in McIntyre. Whatever happened in McIntyre stays in McIntyre. It's kind of like Vegas. We won't go there. But any rate, so a little later, in about a month or so later, I don't know what it was, a couple months, they put me in a place in Zillian Opal, PA. Well, keep in mind, I'm trying to get over the fact that my father got killed right in front of my face, one of all of our faces, actually. So then they take me to Zillian Opal. Now, here's the deal with that. They don't let me speak to or write to or in any way inform my family where I'm at for a month and a half, six weeks. Now, I want you to think about your child just watched your dad get killed. You're being ripped from your family, and now you're not even allowed to write to them or call them. So, okay, sounds pretty terrible, right? And, by the way, I got beat up really bad when I arrived in Zillian Opal by 12 boys and even two staff members. That's another podcast. We might mention that in this one, but let me just finish. So now I watched my dad get killed. I'm ripped away, and now I can't even talk to my sisters or my my mother. So then if that's not worse, I mean bad enough, my two aunts die, Aunt Connie or Aunt Connie and, and then Aunt Mary or Aunt Mary. Now, this all happened in 1976 at the age of 12 years old. Now, I ask you, if you're a child going through all this and you're not even 13 years old, don't you think you're going to need counseling? Don't you think you're going to lose it? Don't you think you're going to have psychosis? Well, guess what? I wasn't fine, but I'll tell you what kept me going. Watching Tiller Theater, even when I was there, sometimes they would let us watch part of it at least. It was Tiller Theater and Bill Cardell that kept me going. That was one of the things. Not the only thing, certainly was one. So to say that Bill Cardell is a hero to me, it's an understatement. But I'll go even further. I finally got home about a year later, and then I still didn't want to go to school because I was still having issues, different issues this time, not getting beat up, but pissed off at the system, which I might do in another podcast. This is what I will say to people in the city of Pittsburgh. You could not pay me all the money on earth or for that matter, all the money in every universe combined, to ever send any of my children to a Pittsburgh public school. Now, this has happened to me, what, 30, 40 years ago? Today, 
talking 2016. If you offered me all the money on earth, I would not let my child go to a Pittsburgh public school. And I'll tell you why. When I came back from Zillianople and then eventually Scranton, every time I went to Pittsburgh public schools, they tried to claim I didn't have enough credits. So the system abused me, and for a long time until I learned how to, that I could fight, I was beat up so many times in school that I could have been killed. But the system in Pittsburgh sucked. And yet, through it all, Bill Cardell was there. Up until I got to meet Mr. Albert Goldsmith, Mr. Albert R. Goldsmith, in 1982. And I finally won my freedom when I turned 18, became 18 years old. But let me tell you something. Bill Cardell was there. He kept me sane. He helped to keep me sane. Bill Cardell is like a third father to me or a brother or an uncle. And there's not a man or a woman on the face of this earth could understand how I feel about him being gone. And to make matters even more upsetting, how he died. They said it was from complications of pneumonia. But it was cancer, too. And that C word makes me so angry. I would like to rip cancer cell to cell. And I will tell you this. This is August the 4th, 2016 or 2016. We're at 9.25 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Even today, because of Bill Cardell, I'm doing, and also other people, including my mother, including my mother, my very next episode on my TV show will be We're Going to Kill a Killer or something to that name. And uh, it's all about killing cancer and defeating cancer. And that will happen on, I believe it's September the 6th, I believe, 2016 or 2016. You see, Bill still has influence on me. And we're going to whack and kill and destroy cancer. Now, how are we going to do it? We're not going to do it when we're on our show. I wish I could say we could magically do it. But we're going to certainly come to some information that's going to be out there. And we're going to keep fighting until we do kill it. But, yeah, Bill, Bill is and always will be somebody that influences me. He will always be a superhero. He helped to save millions of lives, including mine. And quite frankly, if Bill was not there, if Al Goldsmith did not eventually get there, and when I was at home, my mother and even my sisters, even Mrs. I, I pull your hair out. At any rate, if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't be here tonight. I would be dead. I would be buried. I would be dust. So Bill Cardill's actions, whether he knew me or not, Saved my life. After I speak to Diana Rose, I have two funny stories to tell you. Well, not, one is not funny. It's amazing, but it's not funny. And one's outright funny. All right, so let's bring on Diane and Rose. And I think this time, since Diane got the first question, we let Rose speak first. Well, not speak, but talk first. So here's Rose and here's Diane. Oh, my goodness. Pray for me, ladies and gentlemen. Can you, can you hear us now? Hello? 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 Hello?
about hear me now, or else I'm going to dump your 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 moot, you Diane. Diane, talk. Who, me or Diane? You, your number. You were the first one. Uh. All right. I don't know what else to say. I do know uh, uh, Chiller Theater was on a long time, so I guess you was able to watch it, and that brought your spirits up. Oh, yeah. Kept me going. Kept you going. Yeah. I forget what year it went off. It went off officially in the beginning of 1984. Okay, and then... And I miss it ever since. uh, Studio Wrestling probably got me started watching wrestling, basically. Yeah. That's how I got started watching wrestling. If people, um, whoever's listening to Mm. this, if you're interested, that's how I got started wrestling. My brother likes Chiller Theater. I like studio wrestling, too. I like stu- uh He told his story about how Chiller Theater helped him. I'm not going to say wrestling helped me, but re- it, I guess if it wasn't for Bill, I wouldn't be watching wrestling at all, and I continue watching it today, and he gave me... The start of, he got me interested in watching it, but he, Bill made it interesting, especially, like I said, when he would talk to us in the audience, if we were there. If someone, if you was there in the audience, you, he would talk to you. He wasn't just there to announce it and say, your next person coming up is Mr. So-and-so, he would, after the show, he would interview us, meaning the, the people that was there in the studio who was watching it, sitting down and getting ready to leave. So, chore theater was for my brother and wrestling was for me. I like the wrestling, too, though. Don't forget that part. Well, I'm just saying, like, you watch Chiller and enjoy it, because I fell asleep mm-hmm. a lot, so I enjoyed it, but I fell asleep a lot watching <laughs> it. I know. I used to hear you snoring. I was like, oh, no, she's messing up my tape. <laughs> I was watching it over at Two Haggy Place. Yeah. Fell asleep, and Mom would say... Well, she's catching flies again. <laughs> oh, remember that one. <laughs> yes. And I was embarrassed because I kind of like someone to <laughs> over in Puhaggy Place, and I was embarrassed for sleeping watching Chiller. But we all watched it. Everybody that was over there watched Chiller Theater. That was one of the things that we did on a Saturday night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We weren't. We didn't go out, so we watched Chiller. Yeah. During the uh, afternoon, we watched wrestling. And then uh, the Labor Day weekend, we didn't just go um, watch the telephone. We went down and collect money for the telephone and went That's door right. to door. That's right. We went. That was my memories of the. 
of that before um, David Johnson and them went on. I remember going door to door asking people for money, and we would take it up to the studio. We'd ride in the Pat bus and walk <laughs> that hill and take that take that Pat bus all the way up to the studio channel. It was WIIC back then. We would get off at Television Hill, they would call it, and they would say, you're on, and of course, us like, who likes to watch TV, they people hey, see us on TV. Now, Diane, whatever your memories yeah, are. Yeah, we, um, we should ride up there someday in the future and see what if anything's up there. Someday, right? Right. Are you, anybody on? Yeah, we're on. Go ahead and talk oh, about Oh, yeah, but I like to... Well, I like to... <laughs> I like... Well, you know, Bill Cardell was funny. <laughs> yeah, Bill was funny. I meant to say... Well, like Rose said, collect the money. And we really did it. We was outside in the snow and all kinds of weather. Collect the yeah. money. We were not outside of those snows. <laughs> <laughs> She's I thought it was in September. She's full of hot air. <laughs> Don't believe oh, that yeah, woman. September. I forgot it was Labor Day. Hey, uh, she must be like, I mean, I like former President Bill Clinton, but I think Diane's a little bit drunk. When he said he had, he didn't have sex with that woman, he was wrong. And when Diane says it was snowing, she's wrong. <laughs> well, yeah, that's right. It was snowing, ladies and gentlemen. It was Well, I mean, help. sometimes it was more, 
Sometimes, like I said, just a dollar, but we at least try our best. Right. And this is, and um, I'm not trying to ask anybody. No, I always want to have a show about cancer. Right. And there's a, a cancer fund that people can donate. So maybe that's one way we can right, cure cancer. What's the name cancer. of the cancer fund? Do you know? Well, there's probably cancer funds. I know that, but do you know any specific one? No, you no. no, you caught me on the spot. Yeah, well, I just thought maybe you knew. If you don't know, say, I'm sorry, I just don't know. I don't know, but yeah, I think um, if you tell me if it's your part, whatever this is called, the maybe I could... We can put out a number, and maybe someone can do. Maybe find a way to donate to well, your. Well, we can always have people donate to the. I'm sure the American Cancer Society. That's the one I was trying to say. American Cancer Society. That's probably one. And I would like to see people donate in Bill's honor to the Muscular Dystrophy Association. And uh, yep. there is actually mm-hmm. a local. Uh, office in Pittsburgh. I don't have the number right now, but I have a little surprise to tell everybody about that. And it's bill-related. Um, as you know, they pretty much parted ways with Jerry Lewis a few years ago. MDA did, for whatever reason. But did you know that if you go on YouTube right now and you look up MDA, I don't remember what their website is, but Jerry Lewis actually did record something brand new for MDA, and as I told you earlier, there may be a cure, or at least they found a gene. So this is pretty exciting news, and yes, the one and the only, Jerry Lewis, has made another video for MDA. So that's a great, great thing. I will also uh, announce one thing, however, to you. Not long after Bill and Channel 11 quit doing the MDA telethon in Pittsburgh, they actually, MDA, quit doing it altogether. And Jerry Lewis and Bill, once they left, pretty much, well, let's just say it went out of here. So I called MDA, literally called them about a week ago, because I was doing the TV version of this episode. What I will tell you is this. Without Jerry Lewis and Bill Cardill, that no, doesn't exist. It just it doesn't. I don't say that as a way of being ignorant. They told me themselves. themselves. So that's the impact of a Jerry Lewis. That's the impact of a Bill Cardill. And if we combined their hours of not having sleep over the last 40 or 50 years for for um, the MDA, let me tell you, it would have been a long time. It might have been a week, two weeks, or even a year's worth if you really added it up. So those guys are heroes. Bill's a hero. With that, i got to tell you something funny. So I would like Rose and Diane to have any parting thoughts for now. I mean, they're going to come back, but i got to tell you, the funny things real quickly, and then I'm going to be closing down this episode because I still have not eaten my dinner yet, 
and I have to go and literally cut the chicken because it's one of those where you have to debone it. Then it's going to be put into the oven. Uh Uh-oh, I'm telling people my dinner plans. It will be put into the oven, hopefully by 10 p.m., and I won't be eating until about midnight. So everybody in America knows I'm not eating my dinner until midnight, Eastern Standard Time. But that's all right. For Bill, I would wait until 5 a.m. because Bill is the man. And now with that, we'll go to Diane. I'm still here. Say something, Diane. I didn't say to say I'm still here. You like Evelyn Costello and George Burns and Gracie Allen. Are you hear me? Do you hear yeah, me? Yeah, yeah, I know. I can hear you now. Oh, don't do that again. Are you still on, Rose? I'm here. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay, uh, let me think. Hey, it's happy. We're on the air here. Well, what do you want me to say now? Oh, go to Rose. All right, ladies and gentlemen, now hey, with Rose, Rose Schilling here. All right. Oh, I just want to say, uh, like, like I've been saying, uh, Bill did a lot for Pittsburgh. Yeah, for the uh, whole world. He did. Yeah. He started on as a. Oh, I forgot to say, he did start on as a the weatherman for WIIC back then. Um, and everybody knows, like I said, the studio wrestling and and by Chilla. watching. And listening to the wrestling show, I don't. Uh, that's how I got my new nickname, Ringside Rosie. That's what they call me at work. To so what watching, nickname do you like better, Rose Ringside Rosie or Rogie Forty Eyes? How about Rosie Forty Eyes? I like my real name, Rosemary Turcaso Shelley. <laughs> How I about like Rogie Forty Eyes? How about we call you Forty Eyes? No, I like Rogie. If I like anybody out there that hears my voice Rogie. calls me Forty Eyes, I will I'm... not answer them. What if they say, what's up, Rogie? If anybody calls me Rogie, I will not answer them. Surprise! Something tells me you'll probably answer them, but you might say a bad word. <laughs> I will only answer if they call me Ringside Rosie. We're Rosie. Or Rose, R-O-S-E, or Rosie, R-O-S-I-E. Oh, that's not fair. Come on, Rogie. Rogie, Rogie, Rogie. That is my closing statement, and again... Hopefully we can fight MD uh-huh. and and cancer and heart disease and cancer and for you Al heart disease. Yep. Well, uh, one thing that I need for both of you to do is listen very carefully. I need you to pray for Jim Myers. Now, who is uh, Jim Myers? That is the real name of George the Animal Still. Oh. I uh, want you to look him up on Facebook. He's under Jim how'd you get his How did you get his real name? Well, let me finish. He's apparently sick, and I don't want to lose another one of our buddies. So George the Animal Still. Anybody and everybody who hears me, look him up on Facebook. Friend request him. Send him a message. Tell him to get well. George the Animal Still. It's under Jim Meyer. Now, hold on one minute, peoples. I'm actually on the Internet as we speak. 
Let me see if I can find him, because if we can, I can tell you the actual correct spelling. Um, it is actually Jim Myers. Mm-hmm. It might not be Myers. It's M Y E. Wait a minute, I want to write it down. Wait a minute. Don't do that when I'm on the phone. I'm gonna have to mute. I am gonna have to mute her. She's like, wait a minute, let me write it down. <laughs> what is it? M. Okay. M Y. Uh oh, now she messed me up. M Y. E R S. M is in mommy. E. Y no now you messed me up. I don't. There's no e. It's M Y E R S. M is in mother. Y is in yo. E is in excellent. R is in really. And then S is in so what? Jim Myers. M Y E R S. And he is George the animal. Still, we'll bring Diane back on. Um, and he, I, I don't know what's wrong like with him. So I, I mean, he was okay for the animal. Uh, I mean, he's a bad guy. He was a bad guy in there, but I liked the guy. He cracked He was a up. bad guy. He he's probably funny. up in age himself. He's probably in his late 60s, Well, let's not discuss that here now. I really I don't, don't know. I don't want on Jim now. I don't really but, know. Uh, I think he's probably about, well, I don't know how old he is, but he, he you know. I just hope that he makes it. Now, if you go to his Facebook page. Oh, I didn't know he was on Facebook, too. Yes, he huh? is. You can actually go under photos, and you can see Jim Myers, George the Animal Steel. You can actually see him as Jim Myers, the real person. <laughs> and uh, I would like to see people send him a message. Now, keep in mind, I don't know how sick he is. He may not answer you, but that's not what's important. What is important is letting one of our buddies know that we care about him. And uh, in real life, he's actually a very, very, very nice guy. So keep that in mind. Don't get caught caught up with their characters. Just like in real life, uh, Seth Seth Rollins is very good friends with Daniel Bryan. But in the ring... I don't think when they so. Fight. Oh, yes, he was, my dear child. Don't question Jim me. Myers, I know my did business. you say Jim? Jim Myers, M-Y-E-R-S. M-Y. So, so Rook, that, I'm going to go ahead and mute the two of you for now, and I'll bring you back to say goodnight. And I, I need to, uh, there was something else I needed to tell you about Bill Cardill. I can't quite... Re- oh, I remember now. Now, remember when I said Bill Cardell was a great guy? He could have cussed me out one night. It was in downtown Pittsburgh. A funny thing happened. No, no not one of those jokes. But I happened to see Bill Cardell driving in his car. And so I yelled out, because he was at a red light, I yelled out, Hey, Bill, how's your wife? <laughs> And it turned out to be Norman Elder, who played Norman on the Chiller family. And so it wasn't his wife. It was a man. It was Norman. And they both, Norman stuck his head out, and they both kept staring at me. And then we all started laughing. 
But Bill was something. Instead of getting back, he just gave me this look like, that's not my wife, that's Norman. And it was hilarious. Now, I'll tell you another thing about Bill. I met him a few times. Now, one thing that was weird is somehow Bill got me confused with somebody else. With all the people he met, that's not a surprise, but every time he would see me, he would say, so how was that commercial you did? And it was great for Bill Cardo to come up to me, and he would greet me, and he's always very nice to me. He would actually come to me, which is a shock. But he would say, how was that commercial? And I kept trying to tell him, I wasn't in a commercial. And he said, yeah, you were. And so if I was, I don't remember it, but I appreciate Bill. But I got to tell you, one night I was filming a boxing match. And I think it was up there what they call South Point in the Pittsburgh area. It's about 30, 40 miles from Pittsburgh. And we we were filming this boxing match. And Bill Cardell was there with his good friend, the living legend, Bruno Sammartino. Now, my three of my heroes, and really my three heroes in Pittsburgh, are as follows, in no particular order. But number one is Bill Cardell. And then there's, it's between Bruno Sammartino and Dr. Cyril H. Wett. But at any rate, my hero, Bill was at this event, just kind of relaxing. I don't remember if they were announcing or just relaxing or special guests, but they were there. And there's Bruno and there's Bill Cardell. Now, I was working, filming this boxing match. I was filming it as a videographer. And I I looked over a couple of times when they weren't looking, and I was always glad to see Bill. But I didn't plan on saying hi to him or any of that stuff because I was working and I didn't want to bug him. And I didn't want to bug Bruno Sammartino or any of that stuff. Well, not long after, there was a break. And somebody taps me on my shoulder. And it was the one and only Bill Cardell that came over to say hi to me. Now, I hope you heard me and listened to this. Yes, he had said hi to me, come to me before, you know, in passing, but... It was different because it was different because, you know, he would say hi to just about anybody if he happened to see you. He was a nice guy, but he specifically walked from where he was, tapped me on his shoulder to talk with me, and he talked to me a good five minutes. And then he says, well, Al, I don't remember if he said my name or not, but he said, come on over and say hi to Bruno. So Bruno was like one of my heroes, too. So it was like having two movie stars, and it was the weirdest feeling because it's like you're the one that wants their autograph, and they're like gods to you in some crazy way or superheroes or whatever. So when your superhero or the person you idolize comes to you and treats you like a king, it's a, it's a really bizarre feeling, but it's so satisfying. And and that was Bill, and that is Bill. His spirit will live on. But he he came over to me and he had me inter- he introduced me to Bruno. And I gotta tell you, as a kid who watched both of these guys growing up and through some of the toughest times that I ever had, 
That was just amazing. But I got to tell you the most recent amazing thing that Bruno, that not Bruno, not, no, sorry, Bruno, that Bill had done. Here Bill Cardell is, unfortunately, in his last couple of weeks of life. So I email, and I real email, get in touch with Lori Cardell because of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette young lady named, um, I think it's Maria, I can't pronounce her last name, but it starts with an S, Shover or something like that. So anyway, I ended up getting in contact with uh, Lori Cardell through email. And she writes me back and everything. And keep in mind that Bill was a couple weeks from passing away, which I hate to say those words. Well, Lori gives me the blessing to do the TV show. And she says, Dad gives you the blessing. Her and Dad. But it was what they said in written, what Lori had written, her dad and her said afterward, that literally had me break down at my computer crying to the point where I could not control myself for about five minutes. And this is why it was so hard. It's still hard right now, as I say, as a matter of fact. We're talking about my hero. Like I said, Bruno, you know, being introduced to him. I mean, it's like meeting Elvis. And my sister Rose, when I bring her on, she'll tell you what she thinks of Elvis and Dean Martin. And, matter of fact, um, Elvis and Dean Martin are like two of her favorites. Well, imagine if she had just met Elvis Presley and Elvis Presley had treated her like the king or Dean Martin. And that's how Bill treated me. Always. He never mistreated me. He was always wonderful. He put me on chiller when I wasn't supposed to be there. Oh, and I forgot to tell you, when I was on chiller those three times, he gave me his actual script. Yeah. Of all the people that was on there, he gave me his script. Unfortunately, through the years, I lost it. And believe me, I'm not pleased with myself on that. But Bill was amazing. But let me get back to a couple weeks before he passed. Lori says that Bill and they, she approves. And I was grateful for that, and it felt really good. But what made me cry was this. They said they were honored that I was thinking about him and, and wanting to do this show, that they were honored for me to do that. Now, let me tell you, I don't feel like it was an honor. It was the right thing to do. During this podcast, whether I'm the only person on the face of the earth, I would have done it. If nobody tuned in, no offense to Rose and Diane, but that's my man. That's my my hero. That was like a brother to me or a father. But for them to say to me in that email, they were honored. I mean, I, I... it doesn't make sense. It's like Superman, if Superman was real, saving your life and then thanking you for the opportunity. So I have to say, to the spirit and soul of Bill Cardell, you will never be forgotten by me and a whole lot of other people. And I know that you're either resting in heaven, hanging out and resting a little bit, or flirting with the ladies, which you still did like to do. I know you loved your wife and still do love Louise. 
But let's be honest. <laughs> you were flirting. That's all right, because she knew you loved her. You may flirt, but you wouldn't cheat. Bill is a hero. So with that, now we bring Diane on first, because we're back going back and forth. But uh, my biological mother, my biological dad, Al Goldsmith, and Bill, and, of course, Bruno and Dr. Webb. Man, it's because of them that I keep going, even on the darkest days. And believe me, Diane and Rose, I've had some dark days in the last years. In the last year, I had some seriously depressing days. But I'm going to keep moving ahead, keep moving forward, and I will succeed. And when I say I'm going to make it as a millionaire and help a lot of human beings and animals, you can bet your grass that I will. With that, we're going to bring on Miss Diane. I think it was Diane's turn. Well, either way, they're both coming on. But don't speak at the same time because you'll sound like... Okay. All right. Now, Miss Rose... Okay, but you got to thank the Lord first. Oh, obviously, Diane, you don't need to go that route. I already know that. I know. We always got to thank the Lord, too. We always got to thank the Lord, too. Yeah, who do you think created everybody? The Lord. Mamma me. Do not. Okay, we're still, yeah, okay. Well, say something. Don't say, yeah, okay. What do you think this is? I don't know. Um, <laughs> okay, I like. We already went through that. Oh, do you have anything oh, I, like good night I, I, I or anything? Your, I think your show is great. Well, yeah. I don't know. Oh, yeah. But I didn't know you knew the mother's name. What was the mother's name? I think it was Louise. I mean, the wife's name? Wrong. I think it was Louise, but I may be wrong. I didn't see her at the funeral. Which one was she? The, 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 Diane, the... that's not for the radio, I mean the podcast. Well, Ask me those questions later. All right. So, um, all right, not to be mean, but that's not uh, All mean. right, we will ask these questions later. So hurry up and do some speaking because i got to get moving or I'll never get my chicken. Oh, uh, will you do some talking already? All right. Um, uh, um, 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 yeah. i got to go fix my chicken. you got to make your chicken. O'clock, Changing the subject. Changing well, the changing subject. 
Go ahead. We got to talk. I really me, did myself. talk to someone that, well, I don't want to say you look up to them, but they Who? talked to me like I knew them for a long time. Who was that? The guy that played Uncle Jesse on Full House. Okay, so that was, what was his name? Do you remember? John Stavos, or how What are you doing hiding them for? I didn't hide them. You hiding them? (laughs) Don't hide them in the closet. My my local people I like was, all right, Bill was, was, I'm not going to say number one, but he was one of them, and then Sam Martino and... Everybody always forgets Dominic Danucci. I like him I didn't as a wrestler. I forget Dominic Danucci. I did not forget him, but if I was uh, going to name wrestlers I like, it would be San Martino and Danucci, and and they were on Studio Wrestling. They got their start from yeah, there. And I don't know if you know this, Al, but so did Jumping Johnny Lafazio. Yes, I know all about him. And he's now in politics, and then his yeah. brother is Pete DeFazio. Right. Um, he used to be the sheriff. But now, I hope you uh, end this. I am now. So I'm getting ready to go. So because anyway, I let have me to have to get ready to go to bed for work. I got to go well, to work. I don't now. need to know that on here. <laughs> well. I'll talk to you later. He's talking about work. Mamma mia, these sisters, I tell you. No wonder I'm bald already. I am bald already. All right. Well, Diane, we're closing down. Okay, we're still there. Say goodnight to everybody. Yeah. Okay. Okay, 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 okay. We all love you. The Lord loves you, too. All right, we'll tell the audience the same thing. All right, audience, we all love you, too. The Lord loves you, too. All right. Well, good night, Diane. Good night, Al. We all love you. We'll t- I'll talk to you later on. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I know this is ridiculous to tell you all that, but the truth is I am right now going to end this podcast. going to wash up my hands, and literally I have a, um, like a, like a, it's called a kitchen scissors, and I'm going to cut a a whole chicken, and I'll probably eat somewhere around 12.30 or 1 a.m. But in the meantime, listen, get going on this so that we can really make a permanent place for Bill's memory and his his deeds. We need you to call the mayor's office at 412-255-2626. I want you to do it once a week. Or find out whom you have to bug. Let's bug them until they do it. Call PXI at 412-237-1111. I mean, excuse me, 237-1100. And uh, do those before 5 p.m. Monday through Friday. Now, I keep saying 1111, so it's almost as if somebody at higher power is trying to get me to give you this number. So I'm going to do it. I want you to actually get Bill national government recognition. I want you to call the actual White House. It's the White House comment line, the actual White House. So, Diane, get ready to write this down. It's 1-202-456-1111. That's one, 
202-456-1111. Call the United States White House comment line. Don't be funny, because that's the actual White House. I want you to call. When you do, ask the person that answers. How can we get the president do, to make a proclamation for Bill Cardill and then tell them why? It's called a proclamation. And what it is, it's a piece of paper that officially would recognize Bill's deeds. And maybe we can ask how we would submit for his, him to posthumously, which means you died, uh, get some kind of Medal of Freedom or Medal of Honor or humanitarian. So, Pittsburghers, people around the globe, you have numbers to call. you got to call the actual White House with an area code of 1-202-456-1111 before 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Then the mayor of Pittsburgh at 412-255-2626. And then, of course, WPXI at 412-237-1100 or 1100. In addition, find out who currently owns WJAS and call them. Find out. You're members of city council and call them. Find out your the number for Rich Fitzgerald, the chief executive officer of um, Allegheny County and your county council. Let's get the entire United States of American government in the White House or Congress or both, our state and our city to recognize this man. And why should we go through all that trouble? the lives that man helped to save through MDA, the kindness, the humanitarian, and the, the humanity, and the love. I will never forget Bill Cardell and what he has done for me. And I'm asking you to join my military ride, join the Bill Cardell ride or the Bill Cardell Army, and we're going to get what's right. We're going to get our parade, our proclamations, our streets in our buildings. That's right. We're going to do it, America. We're going to do it, Pittsburgh. If we can do it for the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Pittsburgh Pirates, and the Pittsburgh Penguins, we can do it for a real champion. We can do it for Chili Billy Cardilly. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to go out there and make your calls tomorrow and every weekday before 5 p.m. So this Friday, August the 5th, 2016, you make those calls and you make it count because this is for our hero. This is for my main man, my brother, my uncle, my friend, Chili, Billy Cardilly. And to the Cardell family, and of course to Lori, who is in the Cardell family, I know you're hurting, because I've been there. I miss my family, and I know how hard it is. We love you. If you ever need to call me, 
Albert Tricasso. You can give me a call at 412-559-2731. I love you, Bill. You have fun in heaven. But, Bill, don't get in trouble because when your wife gets up there, if you're flirting too much, she might smack you upside the head. I'm just kidding, Bill. But God bless you, man. God bless you, Diane. God bless everybody out here. And atheists, I love you too. So remember, everybody, that Bill would say good night and sleep warm. And what Albert Tricasso says, remember that you and humanity and all forms of life really does matter. And now I will go and cook my chicken. <laughs>